Al Jazeera podcast. Senegal's president says he will not seek a controversial third term in office. This ended weeks of speculation. What's behind Macky Sall's decision? Will it have an impact on other nations in the region? I'm Cyril Vanier, and you're listening to the Inside Story podcast, where we dissect, analyze, and help define major global stories. Bringing our guests from Dakar. Joining us today is Al Yusso, Senegal's Minister of Culture and Historical Heritage. Uh, it's great to have you on the program, sir. And in London, Paul Melly is with us. You're a consulting fellow for the Africa program at Chatham House. Welcome to both of you uh, to the program. Mr. So, let's start with you. You are a cabinet minister. When did you find out that the president would not be running for a third term? Thank you, Cyril. I discovered the decision yesterday after his message, during his message. Even though before that, we had a a very important political meeting around the prime minister and with many cabinet ministers and political party leaders of his presidential coalition, we were discussing and then working on the two possible decisions uh, uh, and then to see what to do exactly after his message. Even though many of us will interact with him politically on a daily basis, we could have our own opinion. I was not surprised myself because for more than 25 years, I am interacting permanently with President Sal. 20 years and 21 years ago, we were all uh, cabinet members. And then uh, I know, I mean, the personality, the mentality, and the capacity of taking very powerful decision of president by president makisal it's not something new when situations are very particular such as what we have now in general he's a person who in a pragmatic responsible way take decisions without uh, i mean uh, falling in the traps of egotism or uh, private interest or group interest he put above all the general interest and the image okay. of senegal and is social cohesion and national unity. Okay. We are not Mr. So, stand by, stand by for just a second, because I, I would like you to pull back the curtain and bring us inside the decision-making in just a second, but I'd like to bring in Paul Melly just before we do that. Um, Paul, you're a journalist and political analyst. Uh, you, you obviously study these things. You listened keenly to the speech by Mr. Sal. What stood out to you in that speech? Well, I think what really stood out, first of all, was the very, very big focus on uh, that he made on criticizing um, violence and criticizing politicians who use inflammatory language. And that really dominated the first uh, first half of the speech, more or less. And it was only later on that he came to, um, uh, as it were, say, and as for myself, uh, uh, thank you for all the support I've had, but I will not be running for election next year. And so that big focus on violence was clearly, without naming him, it was clearly critique of Usman Sonko, the opposition leader who is recently convicted um, on uh, offences relating to his personal conduct and who is effectively under... Uh, it's not official house arrest, but he's effectively under house arrest because the security forces are surrounding the area where he lives and whose 
potentially going to serve a two-year jail term. So in, in that situation, uh, it seemed as if the president wanted to really um, challenge the possibility, the, poli the political threat that uh, Sonko would represent were he to be allowed to run for election. And that, that really was the bit of the speech that, first of all, stood out. And it was only after that that he then made this announcement, which many Senegalese had not been expecting, that he, that he had decided not to run, and effectively admitting that this was something that he had reflected on, despite his, mm. the promises he had made over a number of years, saying he would only run for two terms. He basically, um, first, a few months ago, had insisted that he would have the right to run if he chose to do so, and then yesterday confirmed that he had been thinking yeah. about this, that this was a decision that had weighed up. It isn't something, despite his earlier promises, he, he quite clearly conceded, if you like, that he had considered standing again. And let's try and understand today why he chose not to do so. Mr. So, can you pull back the curtain, as I was saying earlier, on that decision-making? What was the driving factor in the president's decision not to run for a third term, despite the fact that he said, and he repeated during his speech, that according to him, he had the right to do so? Uh, let me tell you that all our uh, uh, political analysts, or most of them, they know that... Uh, our constitution permits the president Saleh to run for a second five-year term. This is clear. Well, and the other thing you, is you know that's a controversial statement, and you know everybody doesn't agree with that. I know, but uh, but the majority of them they know it. Even the opposition uh, members and leaders, many of them they 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 stated like that in the past, saying that okay, they know that the constitution allows the president Saleh to run, but it's not a very it's not very important now. So what is correct is that the fact is so they know that. The record of achievements of President Sal is something very positive, appreciated, and it transformed totally in a positive way. I mean, Senegalese image and Senegalese uh, people's daily life. But what is important is President Sal is a man of Hana. President Sal proved that keeping his word is literally a matter of life and death. That of what is the that African sacrality of the word given in a continent of orality, is wonderfully preserved by President Sal. Let me tell you, President Sal is a member of a very famous warriors, I mean, community of Senegal known as the Chedokoliabe. They are very attached to the respect of the words when they pronounce it publicly. And then he wrote a book, his program, his, 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 pro, his, his program book in 2019, saying that he will... Uh, 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 he will not run after this term. It's not that using those clear words, but saying that it was his last term, even though the first term was a seven-year uh, term and not five-year term. And after this, since the, all this member jumble and hullabaloo around, I mean, this case candidacy or not, is a proof that the opposition members knows from the popularity of President Saleh, his record of achievements, if he runs, he can easily make it. They know it. But, but sir, they, why didn't he kill this conversation? And what is important, as I said, he organized many, very many times a national dialogue process in Senegal. And then we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. Um,
But let's, let's do this in chapters, if you don't mind, for the benefit of our viewers. You said he's a man of honor, and that's why he didn't run again, because he had already announced that he, that he had given his word that he wouldn't run for a third term. So my question to you is, if that is so, why didn't he kill the conversation about a potential third term, which has been paralyzing Senegalese politics for about a year now, if not longer? Why didn't he kill that conversation a year ago? Tell me, let me tell you, it's real. If he did it earlier, this nation would have undergone very clumsy political competitions in cabinet ministers' activities in his coalition, in all the nation. And President Saleh is literally attached to actions, his philosophical actions, which uh, be totally, I mean, destroyed by those, I mean, you those egotic competitions. He says, You're saying personal ambitions for, would have come to light, but that's but that's for, normal uh, in a democracy. So then he said, I know, but you cannot easily release an information according to which you, it, you, it is your last term and you have constantly the right to run and then tell like it is like telling people now compete. Everybody can set traps against others. The national mm. cohesion of his cabinet minister will be will be will be will be destroyed and then the population can be the victims of those petty political competition he wants okay. to act as a as a man of action and put everybody on the on the way of of work of work and action for the people and then he said when time when it is time i will act and i will say what i what 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 is my final words and my my, my final words and my decision he did it six months seven months before the D-Day, I think that this opposition, which lacks a program and proposals, would I mean, mobilizing people around that much of of, of President Sal's being candidate or not, now they are totally lost because they know they don't know what to do exactly. Okay, well, I, I hold on, Mr. So, hold on. Again, let's, again, let's do this. Let's do this. No one. They would have been sorry. They would not have been so ridiculous and sexist and. And then senseless is so brutal. But now I think that what is important is seven months before the D-Day, President okay. Saad, Saad, with the world, with his nation, a strong, a powerful decision. And they're saying that I, I, I want to be but a solution for my nation. I want to be but an order keeper. I want to be but a peacemaker. I want to be something else. Okay, let, let us jump else. in. I need, I need to bring uh, Paul Melly back into this conversation. We, we will absolutely get to the question of who might succeed Mr. Sal and what the political landscape now holds for, for Senegal and, and the political rivalries that will come to light. But let's just close the chapter of the post-mortem on Mr. Sal's decision not to run. Paul Melly, why do you think the president chose not to run? Well, I think there are two reasons. One is there was a serious chance that he could lose because Senegal has a the kind of two-round voting system, which is common in many French-speaking countries. And that means that uh, in the first round, you have a range of candidates. And then uh, unless one person gets more than 50% of the total vote in that first ballot, uh, then it goes to a second round between uh, the top two placed contenders. And uh, history has shown in Senegal that when that happens, it is quite possible for an incumbent president to be defeated because the opposition may unite around a single challenger for that final runoff round. 
And in fact, that is in fact how Macky Sall himself came to the presidency. And this, and this is where history is really important because it shapes, you know, shapes the way Senegalese look at these issues. Um, in uh, 2000, Abdoulaye Wad was elected president. After he'd become president, he uh, also sought to do a third term after two terms. And again, as in the case of Macky Sall, he cited the fact that there had been a change in the length of the presidential term as grounds for saying that the rules had changed and so he was entitled to run again. And it was Macky Sall, as the leading opposition candidate, the man who broke through to the final runoff in the 2012 election, who um, successfully mounted that challenge and attracted all the support of the other, rest of the opposition behind him to um, throw uh, Abdoulaye Wad out in the 2012 election. And so that memory is there in the minds of many Senegalese. And even among younger Senegalese who can't actually remember those events, uh, this history is sort of well known to them. And so Macky Sall knew that there was that example. And people have been talking quite a lot about the possibility that somehow the opposition would unite to challenge him. So defeat was a real possibility. And the other practical reality is simply that there had been so much unrest, so much protest, and particularly in support of uh, the opposition figure, Usman Sonko, um, among young people, uh, protest that has often turned into violent confrontations with the police. And we've seen, uh, I think it's at least 16 people killed in the latest unrest over the, uh, just last month. Um, that, so President Sal knew that if, even if he was re-elected, he would be the president of a country where there was boiling resentment among a, a substanti substantial section of the population, and particularly among young people, and that that in itself would put at risk his ability to carry forward um, the agenda which, as the minister has okay. rightly pointed out, he. He has a very solid economic track record, but of course, if you have constant unrest, the prospects of taking that economic success forward uh, are going to be undermined. So, though he, in some, he could, he knew he could lose, and it had happened to his predecessor, and he knew that even if he won, the country risked being even more unstable. Mr. So, how does Macky Sall see his political future? Does he want to be a kingmaker? Does he want to pull strings? Does he want to influence? How does he intend to uh, live out the rest of his, his, uh, his life after the presidency? His life after the presidency cannot but be brilliant, wonderful, and great. Like his greatness as president, his greatness as Pan-Africanist, his greatness as a person who took a very important historical decision. Paul Melly, the, the, Paul, I, the point, sorry, I was making to Mr. So is, yes, they were celebrating, and uh, they were celebrating the president in the streets, that is accurate, but they were celebrating the fact that he was stepping down. So <laughs> there's two sides to that story. Yeah, I, th I think there are. And... It's, it's true that he has taken a brave decision. There was a lot of pressure on him, particularly from people surrounding him um, who were hoping that he would stay on, that he would run again. And the future of his 
political coalition and his own party and their prospects for the presidency look quite uncertain because the ground hasn't been very well prepared. Although there are potential successors, such as the Prime Minister Amadou Ba, of course, until last night, those people weren't focused on preparing for a presidential election at all. But it's also true that there's a big sense of relief. Many, uh, many of the comments from Senegalese this morning and last night have been to the effect of saying, why didn't he tell us this earlier? Of course, as with any uh, political succession situation, as the minister pointed out, you yes, you'll get competition, yes, you'll get rivalries. But um, there are other countries in the region. Uh, Ghana, for example, has a long tradition of presidents standing down after two terms, Nigeria, and uh, Niger, for example, which is a country which um, many Senegalese, you know, will notice what's happened happens in Niger because, like Senegal, it's a francophone country. Uh, the previous president of Niger, Mohamedou Issoufou, um, he was pressed by many people who said, well, your track record's quite good. Um, why don't you think of changing the constitution so that you could run for a third term? And he basically said, well, look, um, I would be a very arrogant man if I thought, you know, there are more than 20 million people in Niger. I would be very arrogant if I thought I was the only one of all those people who could govern this country. And he made it clear right from the outset that he wouldn't run for a third term. And the ground was prepared, an election happened, it passed off relatively smoothly. And in fact, because he had prepared the ground very well before, it gave a chance for his preferred successor, Mohamed Bazoum, to, to run as his successor and get elected. Whereas now for Macky Sall, that succession thing looks a lot less certain mm. because the ground hasn't been prepared. And especially with the deaths in the recent protests, um, the most recent protests in the last few weeks, even, those, even though they were... Okay. Um, largely relating to this case of Mr. Sonko, there will be many people in Senegal who say, well, if Macky Sall had made his views clear earlier on, um, perhaps that unrest and those lives might not have been lost. A couple names I want to throw at you. Khalifa Sal, Karim Wad, two people who were potentially uh, and in fact popular rivals to the president, both of them in recent years were sidelined, both of them jailed on corruption charges, both of them then pardoned by the president. And after the national consultation, the national dialogue that was organized by Macky Sall just recently in Senegal, one of the strongest recommendations is to change the rules to allow them now, despite their previous um, uh, jail sentences, uh, to be able to run for president. Do you think they could make an impact on the next presidential race? Of course, President Sal announced yesterday in his message that by today, in this week, the, the government will uh, send, I mean, all the necessary documents to the parliament so as to start discussing all, uh, taking measures related, parliamentary measures related to all those recommendations which were which resulted in consensus by the participants, proving that he has nothing to do with, I mean, the exclusion or not of a candidate or potential candidate. But people had conflict, were in conflict with the law. They were condemned. 
for finally pardoned by the president, that we have till now legal consequences on electoral uh, on electoral uh, competition. That the dialogue recommended to give them the opportunity to run, and the parliament, which is I mean, which is sovereign, uh, will be I mean contacted by the government. And the other thing that we need also to add is some days ago the overwhelming majority of the mayors and local government leaders went to see President Sal and asked them to be their candidate. Yesterday, mm. as I told you, millions of Senegalese, his supporters, the coalition members, political party leaders, all they were, in, they, they, they were very sad. But he said, it's not a matter of coalition, it's not a matter of party, it's a matter of a nation. Joining us on the line now from Dakar is Aminata Toure. She is the former Prime Minister of Senegal. Uh, thank you very much for joining us on the program, albeit a little late. We have been struggling with connections from Dakar uh, during this program, but we thank you for your patience and your participation uh, in the show. I, I, I do want to ask you uh, your reaction to the president deciding not to seek a third term in office. And just for context, you were previously an ally of Macky Sall and then had a falling out with him. Well, as a matter of fact, I led the legislative election less than a year ago, less than a year ago, um, and we parted because of the third term, precisely. Um, so I would say it's never too late, but uh, unfortunately, it's late. Um, but you know, I mean, uh, he ended up uh, respecting the constitution, and that's what matters at the end. Now, I have to really congratulate all the Democrats, the young people who stood to defend. Um, the democracy, the Senegalese democracy, our diaspora has been very dynamic. And at last, President Macky Sall uh, understood that it was better for the country, better for himself uh, to uh, step down when his second term, second and last term, ends in February uh, 2024. Um, unfortunately, uh, as you may have followed, during the riot, uh, 16 people lost their lives. Um, and, uh, of course, this has to be investigated. Uh, so we know, um, you know, who are uh, the perpetrators, because that's also um, part of democracy, accountability, when uh, these types of uh, uh, events occur. Um, so Senegalese democracy is to go on track. Um, uh, that's a first step, uh, a first victory, I would say. But at the same time now, we have to make sure that everybody who is interested in running can run. So I'm talking about inclusive elections. We do have a lot of our young people. Um, can, about I, can I jump in, Ms. Toure? Am I correct yes. that you are yes. running for office? I do. I do. I announced my candidacy uh, since 1st of January. I very much do. Um, but as you know, we have to go through sponsorship, what we call sponsorship. Mm. And we hope that it's going to be a fair process. Um, we call upon um, everybody to participate um, because President Makisal is pardoning uh, some political actors who had issues with justice and who can, could not run. So he has to extend that pardon to everybody so we go through peaceful and transparent elections. Minister, Mr. So, as Minister of Culture and Historical Heritage of Senegal, and uh, I say this bearing in mind that we really don't have much time left on this show, who would you like to see run for office? Who would you like to see become the next president of Senegal after Macky Sall? Just briefly, please. Any Senegalese who feels, I mean, the criteria of being a candidate can run. And even in our coalition, 
or his party or any other party uh, which is member of this coalition. So he can have he can uh, have his own choices because he knows us all better because of his regular interaction with many of us. And then I do believe that as a leader of a coalition, he can he will organize consultation, discuss with people, and then release his proposal as a candidate for the majority supporting his uh, his leadership. As you know, in all democracies, uh, all of them will not uh, support maybe that. Some of them will run or take their personal decisions. But what is important is now somebody who is capable of, I mean, uh, being a great successor of President Makisal, and then we can implement his philosophy of action, and we can right. really continue that those good initiatives that resulted in a vibrant and wonderful record of achievements as I underlined at the very beginning. But I do believe right. that he will make the choice. He's a man who usually takes the good decisions, very patient, very calm, very quiet, who will never, I mean, um, be victims of blackmail or oppression, but he's a, a great leader, African leader. And I'm quite sure that he will make the good choice and the good proposal, and then the majority of, the, of his coalition will back up his choice and then do the best as they used to do in the past. Okay, to make thank him, you. Thank you so much. To part. I, I want to thank all our guests. Sal Yusso, Paul Meli, Aminata Touré. This episode was produced by Mohamed El Aishi, Nihad El Abidi, Abla Kla, and Jimmy Gedahoun. Studio sound was by Suraj Sankar. The program was edited by Leroy Messina, Khaled Sultan, and Joe DeFrias. Be sure to subscribe to the Inside Story podcast to catch every episode. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in on Wednesday for our next episode. This week on The Take, who will be held accountable for the fatal police shooting of a teenager in France? That's The Take by Al Jazeera. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.